The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to The Shalene Show. Shalene is a New York Times bestselling author, celebrity fitness trainer, and obsessed with helping you live your dream life. Hey there. Thanks so much for joining me on this edition of The Shalene Show. As promised, I have here with me my very special guest, Brett Johnson, who also happens to be my partner in business, my partner in life, and my partner in parenting. Of course, we have different perspectives on parenting. We're on the same team. We believe in the same things when it comes to our children, meaning we want the best for them, but we are a team. And even though Brett was raised by different parents and he had different experiences, as have I, we both agree that what we want for our kids is for them to be happy, self-sufficient, confident. We want them to be kind. We want them to feel as though they are loved because they are uniquely themselves. We don't want them to be little mini versions of ourselves. We want them to be happy and we want them to make other people happy, but not at the cost of sacrificing who they are and what they believe in. Brett and I have spent a lot of time reading parenting books, talking about parenting, talking about our own experiences And one thing I want to say before I turn it over to him is that it's really important, especially ladies, I have to tell you that your husband is going to do things differently than you. And that has great value. And when you nitpick and when you tell your spouse or try to fix things that your spouse has done or correct them in front of your children, you really diminish their power, their authority, and their interest in wanting to contribute and be an equal partner in parenting. All right, that was my two cents. Without further ado, Brett Johnson. Hi, I'm Brett Johnson. Thank you so much, Shalene. So today we are going to talk about how to talk to your son or your daughter. We have one of each. And for the first thing that I want to talk to you about is that it's so important for you as parents and to co-parent is that you really need to communicate and you really need to consult with your spouse before talking to your child about anything major. Shalene and I do this all the time. We talk about who would be the best person to talk to the child, you know, about a certain situation. A lot of times, if one of us had something that happened to us in the past or something that happened to us as a child that we can draw on our experiences, then that parent usually takes the reins there and says, you know what? I'm going to go talk to son or I'm going to go talk to daughter. And we don't script it, but we go over like the key points that we want to get in, that we want to touch upon, and really kind of go over all the pros and cons that we're going to talk about with our child before we do so. And I think that's really important because now you're on the same page so that there's going to be no confusion. There's absolutely zero confusion when you have some communication or you consult with your spouse before you go ahead and talk to your son or your daughter. That's rule number one. My first tip for raising your son, especially as a father, is that I think that it's very important that you teach boys that it's okay to express your emotions. 
that actually by expressing emotion, sometimes you can show even more strength than not. And I want to give you an example of this. Recently, our son has gone off to college and he's gone quite far away. He's on the other side of the coast. He's on the East Coast now and we live here in Southern California. Now he's in Washington, D.C. and attends Georgetown University. So the final night before we headed back to Southern California after dropping off our son to Georgetown, we went out to dinner. And right before we got the check, I didn't know I was going to do this, but I felt very overwhelmed by just the fact that, you know, in 24 hours, three of us were going to be leaving the East Coast and heading back home and leaving our son there to attend his first year at school. And it wasn't a sobbing, crying speech. It's just I wanted to tell him, and I also told Sierra, our daughter, how proud I am of both of them, of how they have listened to us, and they do the right thing, and they're mature, and they can make good decisions, and their mother and I trust them very much, and that we feel like we've raised them well And I was prideful that they had taken our parenting and developed like this sense of confidence that I was so secure leaving him there that it was just like I was joyful. I was so joyful that he was going to be able to experience college. And I know I didn't have things to worry about because of the person that he had become. It was more of a congratulations, Brock. I'm proud of you. And this is why I'm proud of you, because you've learned how to do the right things. You have great integrity. You're very faithful. You're a kind person. You make good decisions. Your judgment is going to be spot on. But it choked me up a little bit. And I think that's important for you to show your kids, and especially your son as a father, that you know it's okay to get emotional, and it shows strength. And I felt really good after telling him that. And I think it was well received. I don't think I've done that probably enough in my life. But I'm here to tell you that if you feel those emotions, don't like hold back, like express them because it's going to do great things for your son. I think sometimes society can mistake sometimes tears for like sadness or something. And I think more times than not, and in this case, for sure, it was just a sign of intense feelings that, you know, how proud I was of both my son and my daughter for continually making smart decisions and just feeling like, you know, we've raised them well and we're confident that, you know, they're going to be able to survive. I mean, that's the ultimate thing for a parent is that you feel confident that you've given your son or your daughter the tools and the confidence to succeed once, you know, they're out on their own. I mean, that's the ultimate goal. When you have that feeling, you can lay down at night and your son and your daughter are under your roof and you feel like they're going to make the right decisions. Their judgments are going to be good. They're responsible. They're kind, you know, all those things. And when you see examples of your son or your daughter doing that, It just reiterates to yourself, like, I'm on the right track. They're on the right track. Keep doing what you're doing. Now, I want to give you a tip for all those fathers out there that have daughters. And this is probably one of the most important things that I've learned over the years through reading books and just, you know, actually doing therapy myself and being really aware of listening to other women talk about, like, what happened to them as kids and just hearing stories and watching television and just like really 
trying to educate myself, like what are some key factors on raising a really strong daughter? And I think probably one of the most important things that you can do as a father is give your daughter physical affection and communication. What I mean by that is I don't think the dad that just hugs his daughter in the morning and says, good morning, that's good enough. I think it's great. I think physical affection is more when you know they need a hug or you know they had a bad day and you need to go and like talk to them and figure out like what's bothering them and try to help them through that process. I think when your daughter's having one of those days or needs that physical affection or needs to communicate, I think it's really important that the dad goes just as much as the mom, you know, to talk. I think that the daughter is looking for that, you know, male companionship and the male compassion. And I don't think there's anything more powerful than your daughter having a bad day and you going to work it out with her and figure out like what the solution is going to be. You know, you just have to listen because if you just listen to them ramble on about like what happened at school or what happened at work or what happened at their sporting game or their practice or whatever, and you just listen to them talk more times than not after about 15 minutes of them talking, just let them talk. They're going to work it out themselves just by talking to you and just you listening and I've never not had this happen where I've had my daughter talk to me for 10 or 15 minutes and both of us haven't come to the same conclusion or I haven't been able to help her or see the problem or give her some kind of solution. And let me tell you, there is nothing better than as a dad than coming up with a solution or working something out that's bothering your daughter. I mean, that's huge because... In life, she's going to go look for that. I mean, that's what she's going to look for in a boyfriend and a husband. And if you can provide at an early age what that role model looks like, what that modeling looks like in terms of a man like communicating and listening to her and accepting her feelings and acknowledging her feelings, it's huge. It's everything. And I've read enough books that, you know, physical affection is good, giving them a hug, but, you know, listening to them communicate and talking to them is even more powerful than that. Along the lines with that, that the dad has a totally different vantage point too. He's looking at her as, you know, obviously as a male and probably the things that she's going to be talking about, he probably didn't have those experiences as a kid. So you're coming into the situation and it's totally foreign. It's almost like a foreign language. But if you just let them talk it through, most of the time, it just comes down to like a common sense issue. So don't be freaked out about like they're going to drop some bomb on you that you have no clue what they're talking about because that's not what's going to happen. They are going to talk to you about their feelings and by expressing themselves, you're going to be able to come up with a good, realistic, you know, expectations of what she could do or an alternative or a solution. I mean, you're a smart guy, so just let it go and go in that room or sit down with your daughter and just let her talk and let her get it off her chest and don't interrupt. Listen to what everything that they have to say and then come up with some kind of you know, for us guys, come up with a game plan or come up with some kind of strategy to help her out. And I guarantee you, if you execute this once a month, I mean, just think about that. If you did it once a month, if you just sat down and talked to your daughter, when you know she's having a bad day, 
Trust me. If you have a teenage daughter, she's having at least one or two bad days a month for sure. And with everything that's going on on social media and her friends and sports and school and jobs and every boys and everything that's going on. So, I mean, just think about that, you know, to have over a course of a year, you know, opportunity to talk to your daughter 12 or 15 times and help them through problems. I mean, you are creating a one strong, confident young lady by doing that. I promise you. Okay, I've given you one tip for boys. I've given you one tip for girls. Now I'm going to give you a couple of tips that doesn't matter if you have a son or a daughter. And it's something that adults don't do often. They don't do it to one another. So I know they're not doing it to their child. So if you have a spouse or you have a friend or something like that, I know apologizing isn't a big thing for people. It's hard for people to apologize. And it's even harder to apologize to your son or daughter. But let me tell you something. There's nothing more powerful than when an adult, especially a parent, goes up to their son or daughter and apologizes because they made a mistake. They misinterpreted something. They're wrong, right? There's no chance that you are always in the right when you're talking to your son or your daughter. Or maybe you assumed something. Or they didn't get a good grade on their test. Or they went out when they weren't supposed to. I don't know what it is. Because I have it happen to me all the time. So I know it's happening to you. So don't say, well, I never make a mistake with my son or daughter, so I don't need to apologize. There's no chance that that's happened. You're a human. So you're making mistakes and you've said something to your son or your daughter that you regret. And as soon as you feel that in your gut, don't wait one more second. I'm telling you, you feel it in your gut that you should be going downstairs or up into their room, or if you're not with them right now, text them immediately. In your gut, you were wrong. You need to tell them that. And boy, let me tell you, the soon as you feel it in your gut, don't wait to the next day or anything like that because they're feeling it right now. They're feeling like, why is mom and dad on me so much when I didn't do anything? And they just got all over me and it wasn't my fault, right? They're saying all those things over and over in their head. And meanwhile, in your gut, you're saying, I should really say I'm sorry, but you wait. And you're missing that opportunity to save the day. I've done things that are bad. Like when I coached Brock, when I would coach Brock in football, there would be days and times when I was really tough on him. And I would coach him extra hard and it wasn't needed. And it was my fault that I coached him hard. It was me having a bad day or it was I brought something from work to practice and I would coach him extra hard. And I'd feel that in my gut on the way home. And the first thing I'd do is I'd walk in the door before I ate, before give Shalene a hug, and I'd walk up to him and I'd say, Brock, I'm really sorry. I was having a bad day. I did not mean to take that out on you. It wasn't your fault. And I'm really sorry that I did that. And it's not going to happen again. And I'm done with it. So now I've diffused the whole situation. I've apologized. Now Brock's looking at me like, He's my dad and he's saying sorry. I mean, that's pretty big. So you're teaching your kid that it's okay when you feel in your gut that you made a mistake, say, apologize. Be the bigger person and say, I'm sorry I messed up. It's huge. It will create good, young, strong kids that will carry that on into their relationships in the future, whether it's business or relationships or anything. It's the right thing to do. You do something wrong, you make a mistake, you feel it in your gut, Say you're sorry immediately. End of story. Okay, now my last tip for you is I want you as a parent to always be aware of the message that you're giving your kid. And I think the best way to 
talk about this is just to give you my personal experience and my thing that I always have to be aware of. What I know about myself is that I'm intense and that when I compete, I get very intense and it's hard for me to shut it off. I have all kinds of rules that like when I coach or anything like that, I try not to talk to parents or players to at least 20 minutes after the competition ends because I like that there's like a cool off period and I think it's very valuable. Sports science has showed that that it's very beneficial to, you know, have a cooling off period because emotions can run high. My daughter has taken up track and I wasn't a track athlete. I didn't run track and she has decided that that's what she wants to do. And let me tell you something. It's a sport. And you might think like, oh, Brett wants his daughter to be an Olympic sprinter or he wants her to be the number one, you know, track star, blah, 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 blah. That's the farthest thing that Brett Johnson wants. What I want is my kid to be happy. I want my kid to feel like they're strong and they can do anything. And I will do just about anything for them to have that feeling. So will I go out and if they're interested, get them a personal coach? Yes. Will I help them with their nutrition by getting them a nutritionalist? Yes. Will I take them to people that could give them an advantage? Yes. As long as they are interested in it and as long as they say, hey, dad, I really want to do this. If they don't, it's not me. I've already had my athletic career. It's long gone, right? But I can't get rid of my intensity. I have to be really careful around my kids that they see the right message because you can't just tell them once. You can't just tell them, hey, dad's intense. So everything that I'm going to say, you need to know that and it's not directed at you or I don't want you to interpret this wrong way. I have to tell them, I have to keep my message to them consistent. So I have to tell my daughter, like, yeah, I might be intense after one of her races and like, you know, asking her questions and I try to wait 20 minutes. But if I sense that she doesn't feel like she did well, or if I sense that she's let down or she's let herself down, the worst thing that I can do is have her think that I'm let down, that her performance has somehow let me down because that's the farthest thing from the truth. But because I'm an intense person and I see that on her face, it's hard for me not to get kind of uptight about it. That's the last thing on the earth that I want my child to feel when they get done with a sporting event is that they feel like let down or they've let somebody down or they they feel like they didn't do their best. It just bothers me because I know what that feeling's like. But I tell my daughter this all the time. I'm like, Sierra, if you came up to me, because this has happened before. She used to be a high soccer player. She used to be in club soccer and she quit playing club soccer and she was very good at club soccer. And when she quit playing club soccer, I said, okay, no problem. What are you going to do? And she said, I just want to focus on track. I'm like, okay, cool. We'll just focus on track. So she has that. But sometimes I have to remind her that and say to her like, Sierra, you understand that if you have a bad performance on the track and you see your dad might be a little intense or a little upset. I'm not upset at you. Remember the soccer talk. If you came up to me 
tomorrow and said, I don't ever want to run another track. I don't want to do any sports. I want to get a car. I want to get one of those food trucks and I want to do a vegan food truck. Well, guess what? Dad would be intense about making that vegan food truck the best thing ever. We would research. We'd get the best truck. I would help her with all that kind of stuff. And I would be intense about it because that's what my kid wants. And I'm intense about things that my kids say that they want. That's it. But if I do not remind them of that, then that can be perceived a totally different way, that dad's only happy if I do well. And that's the farthest thing from the truth. I just want them to be happy with themselves. And when they feel like they've let themselves down or they've let somebody else down or they didn't have the greatest race and I can tell by their body language, that bothers me. Those are things that I have to work on it, but I am aware that I have to work on it. And if I feel like their energy is sensing that, I remind them. I tell them, and that's that whole communication part. So I think that last tip is something that you have to be very self-aware of yourself. You just can't go through life and just throwing out random comments, and you really have to evaluate of like what you're saying and what you're doing, how is that affecting your kid, and you have to take responsibility for it. If you need to change or you need to communicate with them, see, I don't think I can change my intensity. I try. But in that competitive nature, it just comes out. So I have to constantly remind myself and remind my children that that intensity is myself and it's not directed at them. And, you know, I'm proud of them no matter what they do, 100%. And they know that. And they know I love them. And if they come in first or they come in last, it doesn't matter to me. I just want them to be happy and feel good about themselves. And, you know, I'll do whatever it takes to make them feel that way. Well, those are some tips, and I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. I sure have enjoyed my time with you guys. It's something that I'm very passionate about along with Shaleen. I just think that as parents, it's our responsibility to create good little soldiers for the world and to have them be the best that they can be. And you, as a parent, have so much responsibility, and you play such a huge role that it's good. And the fact that you're sitting here listening to a podcast about parenting and listening to what other people have done and their experiences is just showing that, you know, you're responsible and you're taking action and that's huge. And thank you so much for listening to this and have a great week. Uh, isn't he just amazing? I'm just going to leave that as is. I stepped out of the room when Brett recorded that because I wanted it to be his words, his opinion, his take on things. And I hope that you really enjoyed that. Please do me a favor, share this podcast with someone you know could benefit from it or someone you know who will just make them feel like they're on the right track, they're doing the right things. And hearing a message like this is going to give them the assurance that they need because it's not easy to parent. It's not easy to do the right thing. And sometimes we just need to hear it, that somebody else is doing it and they've had success to know that our sacrifices are going to be worth it. And can I ask one more teeny tiny little favor. If you've got the time today, I would love for you to write Brett a message about this podcast by going to iTunes and in the review for The Shaleen Show, specifically address this episode with my husband, Brett. Not only would it mean the world to me, but I know it would really be very powerful and very meaningful to him. And my hope is that he's going to read your messages and he's going to want to do more of these episodes with me.
Because let me tell you, living a smart life isn't easy. So when you can have two people who are fighting the good fight together, it's just that much more powerful. Lifers, I love you so much. Thank you so much for spending this time with my husband, Brett. You are thebomb.com. And I'll catch you on the next episode. This episode has been sponsored by CourageousConfidenceClub.com. It's a club that I've created specifically to help people who struggle with confidence and insecurities and social settings and, and just standing up for themselves, being yourself and feeling good about it. All of us could benefit from having more confidence. I'd love for you to just experience a taste of it. So please be my guest by going to shaleenjohnson.com forward slash confidence tips. Now, if you don't feel like writing that web address down or remembering to go there later, all you have to do is while you're listening from your phone, send me a text message. The number is 949-565-4337. And that is for U.S. residents. Then just send me the word confidence and I will send you access to this video. This video will help you to eliminate self-doubt and just feel more confident in any situation, whether it's work or personal or just your social interactions. Every one of us can benefit from having more confidence. There you'll submit your email address and I will immediately send to your inbox my latest training video where I teach you step-by-step how to feel more confident in just about any social setting. I think you'll find this incredibly useful, whether it's business or personal or just in your everyday interactions. Confidence is something that makes life easier. It helps you to raise more confident, self-efficient children. It allows us to speak our mind, to stand up for ourselves, to do the things that otherwise we are paralyzed by fear and we just allow our own thoughts to stop us. By learning how to overcome self-doubt and fear of success, you can become that confident person that others are attracted to. The person you want to be, the person you deserve to be, the person you know is inside of you. So thank you for checking out my free tools by going to shaleenjohnson.com forward slash confidence tips.